listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here. And if you did not notice, we got some new music, a new intro, and a new name. So this has been months in the making, and the big picture, this has been a good decade in the making or more for me. So I'm really excited to announce that we are rebranding and renaming our company to the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. In a nutshell, not much is changing. We are just improving and adding on more services. So the Envision Advisors, this is a name we spent a lot of time focusing on and brainstorming on, and we ended up picking this because the word Envision, it means to imagine a future possibility. And as you've worked with us for our clients and for the people that have listened to the podcast, you know we really focus on that long-term goal. Hey, you're buying a rental property get that long-term goal. And our goal here is to help you, you know, envision that goal, set the goal, and achieve your goal. And I'm not talking about, you know, building a dream board and doing daily affirmations. That definitely has its part in the process of things, but you know, that is one small piece of the pie. But really, when it comes down to building wealth and achieving a five or ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar a month income from a rental property portfolio, you need details, you need help, you need spreadsheets, you need advisory, you need all this stuff to help you put that together. So what the Envision Advisors are focusing on is to, number one, help you set your strategy and help you achieve your goals. And there's two main divisions we are building at the Envision Advisors. The first is the investor-friendly realtors. This is stuff we've been doing for the last number of years. Uh, You know it, and that's what we focus on. And what our core there is, it's helping people build their rental portfolio in Denver and Colorado Springs. And we really do that through helping house hackers and traditional landlords go out there and buy rental properties. Everything from small or you know single family properties, whether it's a, a small one bedroom condo, uh, a bigger condo, a townhouse, a single family home, all the way up to like a small apartment building that, you know, about 20 unit range. We have really found a niche for ourselves in that single family to 20 unit range and some other small commercial properties. And that's our niche we focus on. And that's what we are focusing on the investment, uh, the investment friendly realtor side of things. The second division, uh, this is what we are calling our portfolio analysis division. You, if you've been listening to podcast and working with us for a while, you know, we are always talking about that long-term strategy. How do we get from point A to point B? And this portfolio analysis is going to help you get there. And I'm going to talk a lot more about that in a future podcast, but realize that is a completely different division that we're building out. I think it's uncharted territory for the real estate investment world, not just in Denver, but really around the country. And I've got some great team members there. We're focusing on uh, processes, structures, uh, structures, annual meetings to help you plan, track, optimize your portfolio and help you get from your point A, you know, where you're starting now, whether it's your first property or you've already got a handful of properties in your portfolio to that end point. What's the cash flow goal? What's the net worth goal you're working towards? And it's really combining those two to help you achieve your goals. 
So in a nutshell, I think this is an extremely unique firm. I have not seen anyone else in Denver blending these two things together. And from a lot of the networking researching I've been doing, I've seen no one else around the country that's doing it. So it's either one of a kind or a handful of a kind uh, a firm that we are building, and I'm very excited about it. And to give you some backstory on here, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you know, the last few months we've been getting a lot of the pieces in place to actually announce this and do the official rebrand. But as I was going through and kind of outlining my notes and you know all this coming together, I really realized this has been for me just part of like my personal journey and almost 20 years in the making from when I got into investing in business almost 20 years ago. So I'm going to kind of share my backstory on there because I think having that story, weaving the details, you'll understand where we're going, what the vision is, and how it can help you go out there and execute your goals. Because in the, the day, that's the important thing, helping you, helping your clients go out there and hit those goals. So I went, to, I started going to college at Virginia Tech in 2001. And ever since middle school, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I, I loved all the classes, you know, shop classes, the math classes through middle school and high school. I loved it. So I was like, great, I'm going to go to a good engineering school, which Virginia Tech is. Went there and within about three months realized, yeah, I don't want to be an engineer. So my my path or my dream for the last 10 years as a kid, going out, becoming an engineer and really following that traditional career path of, you know, get a degree, get a good job, work, retire one day, went out the window. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, had no idea, and someone gave me a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I know most people have read it, and I think for a lot of people, they can resonate that, hey, that book helped kind of flip the switch in their mind for learning about investing, learning about business, learning about entrepreneurship. The best metaphor I have is when I read that book, I felt like someone took a two by four and hit me across the face with it. I've used that analogy for the last almost 20 years since I read the book. And I don't mean that in a painful way, but just it just shook my world. It made me realize, wow, there's so much different stuff out there than just doing this traditional career path. And when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, my first instinct was to go out there and get into real estate. Obviously, Kiyosaki, um, a lot of his other books, and as I read those you know, other books and authors out there, real estate is a common theme. And I want to say I was 19 or 20 at the time. So I started trying to get into real estate. After about two months, I realized, okay, I have zero experience, zero network. You know, I have like four or five thousand dollars in my savings account for my, you know, summer college jobs and holiday jobs. I talked to a few realtors and I was like, yeah, this is just not gonna work. But it planted that seed to say, great, I'm gonna come back to this in the future once I'm in a better spot financially, uh, knowledge-wise, skill set-wise, all of that. But I'm gonna take the advice and go out there and start a business. So I went out there, and this was early 2000s, and what was going on back then? It was the internet. I said, I'm gonna learn the internet, learn how to do business on there, learn the skills, make the money, and then take that money and go out there and invest. So through lots of you know trials and some failures, uh, started you know got involved in some businesses, had some great opportunities pop up to actually become partners in some businesses, and this was a mixture of a marketing software business. And that just, led me to learning business, being mentored by some great people, learning from, you know, learning the investment world, meeting lots of other very successful people and seeing how they had built their wealth. You know, and I'm in my, you know, early 20s at this point. These are people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and just learned so much from them.
So while I was doing that, I was also trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college. I considered for a few minutes to drop out, but realized that was probably a stupid move, and I know it would really upset my parents. So I was like, you know, I'm already here. I got half my credits. Let me find a degree that's that's practical, that's useful. And so I bounced around from engineering to general studies, eventually got into like business finance and realized that business finance was not my cup of tea because I was really geared towards, I think, some very archaic things and really geared towards a, a corporate job, which was not the path I wanted to go on. Plus, I was like, hey, I don't need to learn how to do these derivative models by hand for the stock market, which are completely pointless. Uh, I can just learn how to invest and this a lot of it's just pointless. But in this small uh, department at Virginia Tech, they had a wonderful personal finance program. And it was a financial track uh, that actually met all the certified financial planner requirements, so the CFP requirements. And I thought that is a very practical education. I learned about taxes. I learned about insurance. I learned about budgeting. I learned about personal finance. I learned about retirement. I learned all this stuff. So I went down uh, that path, got the degree, which I value a lot because it was practical knowledge. So got the degree and actually have all my educational requirements to become a certified financial planner. While I was doing that, I also realized becoming a financial planner, a traditional financial planner was not my cup of tea. Plus, I'm you know, getting that degree while I'm building my my marketing software business, I was able to graduate college, not needing a job, and just kept building the business, building a business, uh, and just going to run with it. So I'd gotten the business to a point because a lot of it was you know uh, monthly subscriptions for the software, some marketing packages. So it was more of a continuity program. And I hit this point where I was like, wow, my income, which is you know on the monthly, basically monthly auto charges, is exceeds my expensive. I have escaped the rat race. And if you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or played Rich Dad's cash flow game, you know what I'm talking about. So I was like, wonderful. You know, I'm out of the rat race. I got this, and now I'm gonna start investing. So I got into day trading the stock market and part of that was because one of my business mentors he had built some businesses and was very active in the stock market had a good opportunity a good opportunity to learn from him and as i started doing it i realized it was way harder and i spent about eight or ten months doing it and i realized hey this is not for me and part of the reason is because i would do the technical trades um and then you know something big banks, the Goldman Sachs or whatever, they would sell a billion dollars worth of bonds and move the market and just totally screw up my position. So I was like, all right, well, this is obviously not working. I need to pivot. And while I was doing the day trading, if you guys ever done that, you know, a lot of times the foreign currency market or Forex comes up. So I was like, great, I'm gonna pivot to Forex because I met another person over there who is successful and I can learn from him, learn from him, provide value. And generally speaking, the Forex market cannot be manipulated like the stock market can if someone sells or buys bonds. So I was like, great, I'll do the Forex market. So I spent about two years doing currency trading and I had the four computer monitors set up. I was running my businesses and I was like 15 hours a day behind six computer screens. So not a great lifestyle. And once I kind of did a reality check, I realized, yeah, I made some money in my accounts, but once I divided across my time invested, I was probably making, you know, 10, 20, 30 cents an hour, maybe at best. So that was definitely a, you know, that was a reality check and a little, and a little humbling. But it was a, a wonderful learning experience for me. And while I was also focusing on the day trading, I realized, man, my business income 
while I have income coming in, if I take my foot off the gas on there, that income really starts dropping off. I can only take my foot off the gas for a few months or maybe half a year and income will start dropping off. So one of my big mental key points there is, okay, I've got money coming in, but I'm not building real wealth. I'm not building that real wealth that Kiyosaki talks about on the, you know, the investment quadrant and the, his cash flow quadrant. Because if I'm not behind my computer trading, if I'm not you know, still working on the business, I truly can't step away from those and have my net worth grow, have my income grow. So I kind of already knew that, but it's one of the things I had to go through it myself to truly understand and truly learn it. So at that point, it made a huge shift to my personal investing strategies. If you guys have read my investing strategies and the you know the various Denver investing guides, you know I'm a big advocate and fan of you know S and P 500 index funds. I switched all my stock market investing to index funds, and then I realized going into real estate, circling back around to that initial bug, the initial real estate bug that was bitten by when I read Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad in college. I said that's the way to go for it because. I can put active time into real estate and I can make a above average return. Plus I can learn, you know, local important knowledge or know something that's going on and it's legal. It's not insider trading like it is in the stock market. It's just, hey, if you know this is happening here or this development's happening here or this neighborhood's transitioning, it's legal. So I was like, great, if I put active time into it, I can beat the above average market returns, which is very hard to do in the stock market. So that keyed me into there. So I was still building my business, um, but switched to stock market investing. And that's when I bought my first property ever. And if you guys have heard a lot of my podcasts, that's that condo I bought in Reno, Nevada. I just knew that, hey, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but prices are low. I'm just going to buy something. I had some advice from a friend. So I went out there and just and bought this condo just to buy something and kind of get my foot in the market for real estate. So I was starting to work on how can I get into real estate? Um, how can I learn this? So I did what a lot of people did. Uh, and I said, I'm going to go out there and get into flipping because that is what a lot of, you know, a lot of the information on the internet, the HGTV shows, they point towards flipping. So I went out there and did my first and so far only flip in Northern Denver. And you know, on paper, I made $22,000, $24,000. But through that experience, I realized, yeah, this, this isn't for me. It's gonna take a lot to scale the business. Uh, I don't have all the strengths on there. And I actually think my background, because I used to work for a general contractor as the cheap labor in college and high school jobs, I actually thought that was a hinder because I could go out there and thought I could do the work myself, which I quickly realized took me a lot longer and was lower quality than hiring a contractor. And so I need to get in my own way. So, you know, this is not for me. This is not what I want to do. So as I was, you know, networking with my contacts and letting people know what I was up to, a good opportunity came up with a friend in Las Vegas who I met through my previous business. And he is a lot of times he poster child for what people want to become. He does, you know, 50 flips or so a year. He wholesales out the extra deals, you know, 40 some rental properties, just winning at the game of real estate. Long story short, he wanted to take a lot of his marketing lead generation uh, from going offline of direct mail and probate lawyers and his network to do some online marketing. Long story short, a lot tougher than I thought it was. My plan was to you know, kind of help him, then copy and paste it here to Denver. Did not quite go according to plan. Plus, I realized that's a lot harder. Every aspect of that business is not harder than I ever expected it to be. But the other two things about this I realized is that while you can make good money this way, it's a lot of times not that wealth building aspect. 
I, and I wanted to make sure I did not repeat the same mistakes in my previous business where I was on the hamster wheel or the treadmill of great making money, but not truly investing the money to make it work for myself and really move to that I quadrant, the investment quadrant in Kiyosaki's cash flow. So as I was going through all this, you know, learning, talking to people, I realized that becoming a real estate agent, an investor-friendly real estate agent was the right mixture for me based on my goals, my interests, my skill sets. So I started moving that direction and I just started, you know, making it happen. I started, you know, Googling and calling and emailing brokerages and people, anyone that was in Denver that had any type of information I can find with some type of investment properties um, in Denver. And that led me to talking to your castle real estate, the brokerage. And then Jeremy Lambert there put me in touch with Charles Roberts. And that is one of the like defining moment, defining moments in my, you know, career path and building out the real estate business and, and learning all the nuances of real estate. And Charles was the exact guy I was looking for. He's been an active investor for, I don't know, 15 or 20 years at that point. He helped to build your castle, great knowledge, great network, and just a great guy all around. And I was like, hey, I basically want to be you in 20 years. It was that type of that type of thing. So just an amazing mentorship opportunity. So we hit it off personally, hit it off professionally, and we're just off to the races. And it was just drinking from the fire hose, learning from him, being able to tap into the network, tap into all the resources he had at your castle. And it was just it was just the perfect thing I needed right there. And while I was doing this, you know, we started doing the podcast. And that started, I think, about, about three years ago, we started doing the podcast, which is one of the things that allowed me to work with Charles is he wanted to get his message out there. He loves teaching people. So I was able to use a podcast, help him meet his goals, and help me help it meet my goals as well. So the podcast led to me doing more networking, more deal flow, and just getting to talk to more people out there. As a total side note, I know a lot of people, I've met a lot of people through the podcast. I've extremely enjoyed all the connections and phone calls and emails to the listeners out there. So thank you. And I can't wait for the whole COVID stuff to be over so we can hopefully do some more actually face-to-face stuff and some events because I have really enjoyed all the networking that's come from the podcast just here in the Denver community. So you know, back to this, through this whole process of working with Charles and his network and using the podcast to meet people, I just learned so much. Uh, and what was really interesting to me is, you know, I, I learned a lot from Charles. And I had the opportunity to also get some mentorship from Lon Welsh, who helped build your castle as well. And the things about Charles and, and Lon, they're both very successful investors, but they have completely different investing strategies, different risk profiles. If you know them both, you guys know what I'm talking about. So it's very fascinating to me that they both have achieved, you know, uh, amazing results for themselves and their families. They've gone about it very different routes. And so I was able to take a lot of that knowledge and just start learning, hey, what's those long-term wealth building mechanics, which is what I really wanted to learn. And as I started sharing that in the podcast and talking about with clients, I quickly got that same feedback from the people out there. Hey, this is what people want. This is what people are interested in. I was like, oh, this is really interesting because I, I push out content, talk to people, lots of great conversations and, and feedback and questions back. And then we would just become this uh, amazing, self-fulfilling cycle of talking to people, learning, and just a lot of fun. So everything was going, um, you know, the stuff with Charles, just we are cranking, we're going 100 miles an hour, I'm learning a lot, we're able to help our clients go out there and build their rental properties, and then just tragedy happened. Um, and this is another defining moment in my, you know, my personal 
life and just the, the evolution of the Envision Advisors and where we're going from here. So, you know, this podcast is coming out at the end of October. And I remember this vividly. October 31st, you know, Halloween on 2018, uh, Charles was on vacation and he had a brain aneurysm. And that's a obviously a life-changing event. And in my mind, it was the equivalent to like, you know, I remember all the details of where I was, what I was doing. That was in chemistry class and in college when 9-11 happened. And then when I, I got the phone call that happened to Charles too, just, just that same, just remember every detail and where I was because it just, you know, it, it just, it rocked everything. You know, and through all this, so luckily Charles is alive. He's doing well. He is retired from real estate from what he used to do, but he he's doing well. So everyone knows. Definitely reach out to me if you want to, you know, connect with him or ask those questions. I'm happy to to fill you in on more details on there. But kind of stepping back from the emotional side of it, what was one of the things I took away from that was that. You know, Charles has done a very good job of, of building um, just a, a very impressive nest egg. Real estate, stock market, you know, financial reserves, all the stuff that we know we should be doing, but Charles actually didn't. And so when this happened, you know, his wife took a year off of work. His older kid just started freshman year in college. His, his uh, second child was, I think, two years away from college. And so, you know, they were all able to continue their lives, you know, going to college. Uh, his wife's able to step away to help take care of the family, help take care of Charles, and it did not impact them financially. And that was a very defining moment to me. And I, I go back to it all the time. And just to be very crude and blunt, it scares the shit out of me every time I think about it. And I still think about pretty much on a, on a daily basis now. I mean, it's just one of those moments for me that, that triggered a lot. One, from the aspect of that, you know, I lost an amazing friend, mentor, um, you know, just lost that. But also I was like, wow, if that happened to me, my family's not in that position yet, or I'm not in that position. I, I need to get there. And then, you know, that's been a big motivator for me to really learn, you know, execute more and build my own portfolio, helping others execute on their portfolio. But taking that one step forward, and helping to put those pieces in place to help people have the planning in place, have the structure in place, having the, 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 oh shit, this happened. What do I do? Cool. Here's a plan. Here's how things keep going. Cause I, I know a lot of people are like me. I'm, you know, I take control of the, the finances and investing in our household and something happens to me. My wife has no clue at this point. And that's something that I want to build out and, and, and make sure that, you know, that is taken care of if, God forbid that ever happened to me or any of the clients out there. But here's the punchline. Real estate investing, I think, is an amazing vehicle to help people do that. And I think also it's a huge need in the market out there. And this is a big part of why we're focusing on building out and rebranding as the Envision Advisors. And that's because the whole goal of that is to help people plan for those events. And it's really... I let I me mean, take, take a step back there. It's help them plan and execute on that chess game of real estate investing. So, you know, the number one goal is hopefully, you know, help everyone go out there and achieve their financial goals to live the type of lifestyle they want to. Whatever their goals are for financial independence, early retirement, to do this, help their kids, help their family. You know, it's that it's the goals that we all strive for and want to live that better quality of life, leave that legacy, help out with that for sure. But the second part of it, and this is the, I don't have a better phrase right now, but just that having an infrastructure for, for handling that, oh shit moments. The, 
unfortunately, like Charles, the the aneurysm moment, the health scare moment, the the freaking curveball that life just throws sometimes. It's that very low probability event, but just changes everything in your life and your family's life. So that's the goal. What we want to do is help people really like execute well that chess game of building the real estate, uh, you know, the real estate portfolio. And obviously, like this is you know a big goal for myself. It's it's my passion. It's what gets me motivated. It's what scares me. It's what makes me lay awake at two o'clock in the morning sometimes worrying about you know my family or if this happens. It's what makes me get up at three a.m. to like oh I got this idea. Let me go build the spreadsheet or run this model or dig into this. And so it's a it's a huge driver, and that's where the Envision Advisors is coming from. So to wrap things up, one of my philosophies in life, this is just in general, in business, in investing, everything, is to fail forward. I'm not sure who I copied that from, but I learned that somewhere and I love that because the best teacher in life is to fail. It's getting out there off the sidelines, go from reading and learning to action, and then you're going to inevitably fail. It is part of life. And I've learned a lot from my own failures. I've learned a lot from, you know, learning from the failures of Charles and Lon and all these other investors that have, you know, failed their way to success. So that has been a great learning experience for me. And now through all of that and where our firm has grown to, we're in a great position to really help other investors and help our clients out there learn from that and execute. Will it be perfect? No, there's still going to be bumps. There's still going to be failures along the way, but that is life. But that's the mission on and that's the attitude we're taking. So to really be clear, the Envision Advisors is a new name, but our core services, our passions of helping people go out there and buy rental properties through house hacks or putting 20, 25% down to go buy uh, a condo to a small multi uh, to various rentals, that's our core. We're doing that here in Denver and we're doing it also in Colorado Springs. Now, all this other stuff we're talking about, the portfolio analysis, all these extra services, we're building on top of it. So if you think of a building, we have an amazing foundation. We've got the first couple stories built, and now we're just adding more and more on top of it because we got the right foundation on there. And so what are you going to learn through next couple podcasts, but next, uh, I think, three, four, or five, I'm going to dive into a lot more details about the about the specifics on what we're doing. And that's gonna focus really on the people we have. I'm a big believer in having the right people on the bus and also the processes that we've put into place so that way we can truly help you execute and make sure we can help you, you know, the next 20 years achieve those long go- those long-term goals. So the next two or the next two podcasts I'm gonna be doing with uh, Preston Newberry and Jessica Green. We're gonna really focus on the investment-friendly realtor side, about the services we have in place, about our processes, because Preston and Jessica have done an amazing job in helping to build it out and run it. The next podcast after that's going to introduce you to a new person. She's been behind the scenes for a while, but her name is Chelsea Scott. She's really taken the lead on this portfolio analysis. And then we'll build out. And then the next podcast is going to really focus on all of our team members and give you a quick introduction to them because 
to put it in a nutshell, we have the bus stacked. We have some great people on there, all with complimentary strengths. So you're going to get to meet Ashley and Jenny and Katie and Lauren and Rose and Scott and Stacy and Walker and get to meet them and meet them in future uh, podcasts and content as well as they start discussing their niches and their expertise and also meet them as you start working with us. So make sure you listen to those other podcasts for more details. If you have questions or need any help, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Um, and I know I talked to a lot of people as well where they've been basically on the sidelines for a long time. So if you've been researching and reading and you're not sure what to do, reach out. That's why I always love talking to people and help start scheduling those investment consultations. And one final note before I wrap this up, most of you guys know my email address, chris at denverinvestmentrealestate.com. And that is a damn long email to write out. Uh, that email will still work, but we also have a new domain, a new email called envisionrea.com. So if you want to type out like 30 less characters, you can email me at my old one or email me at chris at envisionrea.com to save you some uh, finger strength as well. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you on future podcasts and be talking to you soon.